This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. So, should we do a, a running order? That, yes, sure. Basically, should we talk about the serious thing first or later? Um, well, I think that... We should go, I think, I like that. I, I think that's a really important, interesting discussion. It's a discussion I'm hearing people have. It's a discussion I'm hearing Kitty and Sam having. What? Um, changing their mind about Gaza and Israel. And I think if we do, I think we should do that. And I think it should, we should flag it. I think that should be in the title. And I think we should go in hard and big and first on that. Okay. And then cover other things later. So yeah, I think the headline would be, the piece I might write would be, I've changed my mind about Israel. Mm-hmm. But I think I've changed my mind about Israel slash Gaza. The thing is, we had a podcast, or it was about a week after the Hamas incursion and the Israeli response, when we talked about it, and I was a bit sort of emotional or whatever, and like I had, there's be, I, I had written a piece since it happened which wasn't about it, and there'd been noise from high up at the paper and elsewhere in 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 london and the world and i hesitate to say jewish community but you know what i mean going why haven't you written about this serious thing Uh and i thought because i couldn't face it so i took a deep breath and then okay if i'm expected to talk about it i will and it was just a podcast that everybody heard and everybody listened to and then it was the the piece that i wrote which i just looked up again uh got two two thousand comments and was the most read piece on the subject in the Times that month, they told me, which is weird. And all I'd done was say, I've got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. But things have now moved on, haven't they? So so that was then, that was back in the middle of October. And you wrote your response to the Hamas attacks. So what I wrote was that in the light of the calamity that's unfolded in the Middle East during the past seven days, so it's October the 14th, it's arguable that nothing else matters. And I wrote about whether you can talk about anything else when this terrible thing has happened. Uh, and at that time, I was, you know, it was, if you have to ask me what is the right or the wrong way to kill a baby, then where, where are we? Whether you kill them with bombs like the Israelis or kill them with swords like yes. Hamas, you know. Um, the, and, and, I, and I sort of built towards saying, do you remember a week ago before this happened when we thought that the worst thing on earth was the cutting down of the, oh, yes. the Hadrian's Wall sycamore tree? Yeah, sycamore uh, And that Twitter was slightly on the fritz. Um, and stuff and and I wrote it's a fun game 
It really is. Until you look at where this thing is going or has gone since I filed this piece. This is October the 14th. And you think, what if we're looking back at all this in a week's time and saying, remember when all we had to worry about was 3,000 innocent people dead? Yeah. That was my joke sort of thing to end Mm -hmm. it on. And we're looking back at it now and it's 30,000 people dead. Yeah. Uh, And I sort of find that I've changed my mind. That, uh, you know, there was a period when... I accepted that calling for a ceasefire was supportive of Hamas. That was yes, the thing. People, yes. who called, people who marched on the marches that mm-hmm. uh, Priti Patel and Braverman called hate marches, they mm-hmm. were calling for a ceasefire. And that was playing into the hands of Hamas. And therefore, it was anti-Semitic. Uh, and now I've heard, well, you have too. You've, you've heard about the different ways that people have been calling for a ceasefire the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a, there's a Scottish, uh, what are they called? The Scott Nats, who are one of those fools called? SNP? The SNP, there you go. They, they've called for a sort of, called for a ceasefire. Uh, and they have two, they, they, you know, and they've got a Muslim leader and all that kind of thing. And fair enough, they've called for a ceasefire. And Peter, that's the old anti-Semitic position. Labour have gone, well, they've now got this pressure. Keir's got this pressure that he ought yeah. to call for a ceasefire. That's what the left want, who we've characterised as anti-Semites for calling for it. Because it Israel have got to stamp out Hamas. They've got to be allowed to defend themselves. So Keir's sort of called for... A ceasefire on both sides. Uh, He's called for sort of everybody stopping fighting, which, of course, and then it's very similar to the position which Prince William has now given himself. And everyone has been saying, why has he spoken out? He shouldn't speak on politics. And he's just said they must all stop killing each other, Mm. which, of course, a king should be allowed to say Mm. because it's not political. But it's not a very useful thing for the Labour leader to say because it's because he's saying he's against killing and we're all against killing. And so. He's in this terrible position of not wanting to say the wrong thing. But if he can't come up with a policy, there isn't any need to say anything. And I now realise that what you have to do, one has to call on Netanyahu and the Israeli government to stop the bombing because mm-hmm. it is grotesque. And Netanyahu is using it to cement himself. And, and Israel has elections every fucking... Oh, I was going to try and not swear, wasn't I? Yes. Israel has elections every 18 months, every two years. They can have one now. They need to have an election. They need to get rid of Netanyahu. He's, he's thrown out the two-state solution, as has... Sippy thingy, the ambassador here. You've got to get in a, an Israeli government that supports, in theory, uh, and eventually in practice, a two-state solution. And they have to stop doing this. I, I, the, 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 I, I am now, unfortunately, shamed and embarrassed by the association that being Jewish uh, creates between me uh, and Israel. Mm-hmm. And I've never been shamed in it. Well, I was shamed and embarrassed to be Jewish when I was a kid because people were mean and anti-Semitic to me. But of late, the last 30 years, I've been proud to be a Jew. And then I found intellectual ways to say I support the existence of the state of Israel. We've got to have somewhere. But But you don't always support their foreign policy. That was what I said. That's what what Jews like me say. Mm -hmm. I support the right for the Jews to have a state. They have to have somewhere. Look what you Europeans did in the Holocaust. But I don't support the foreign policy decisions of the majority made of the last 30 years by the Israeli government. But I still so. And now I find myself... Just it's, I feel it rocked to the, to the bottom. When I, the, the, the flattening of, of Gaza is so terrible, the yeah. relentless bombardment of this thing. It's so terrible, it's so disproportionate. Because the thing about we're going to eradicate Hamas, rubbish, the leaders of Hamas are in Syria, they are in Libya, you're, 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 you're Lebanon, I mean, you're never going to get, you're not going to destroy it that way, and you're only going to create more radicalization. So, yes, you've got to get the hostages back. And I'm thinking, well, they've given some back. This thing of the hostages back gives them an excuse to continue doing it. And it made me think if, French, if, if terrorists based in France, there's some French Muslim terrorists, uh, which they do, d- did an attack in London, and then they took 100 uh, hostages. Would we flatten Paris? <laughs> uh, I, d- I don't think we would flatten Paris. I don't think flattening the thing. And you see that, and then, and then I've got to say, the Times, 
I can't help them in my emotional response. The Times, my newspaper, not a Tory paper, but a centre-right paper, and it's very supportive of Israel, has a photo on the front. Have you seen that? Yeah, this is not a, the Guardian. This is not the Socialist Workers' Party, which have been saying that the Israeli army, which I don't believe, have been taking a pleasure in killing in, in Muslims. But the front is 12 female soldiers, all smiling, standing in front of the rubble of Gaza, and it says Israeli soldiers record a memento on the, on the border with Gaza as the US stepped up pressure on Israel to call off its planned assault. They're smiling mm. and doing a selfie. And, and I am wary of taking an anti-Israel stance because my newspaper is pro-Israel and the Murdoch empire is pro-Israel and my chief executive is pro-Israel. And, and, I don't, I don't, and they were all very happy with the piece I wrote before and I don't. But we are putting on our paper on the front Israeli soldiers taking selfies we we can't be saying it's good. We have to we have to accept that it's bad. They stand on the edge of Rafa, threatening to invade on March the I forgot what they said seventh. If they don't get these hostages back, who may be dead or may be alive, and I and I just I feel we have to hold on to stop. There are increased anti-Semitic attacks everywhere, and I now think that they're happening because of Israel. Mm -hmm. Israel's letting down the diaspora now and the, i'm sorry i'm just wibbling on feel free to interrupt <laughs> tell me to shut up but i mean okay fine okay oh fine, well, one fine. more thing okay so, so don't right. feel free so, so i don't. said it but i didn't mean it okay. behind netanyahu and the hostages yeah uh, my door is always open it's the, not <laughs> slam yeah no i know but it's i'm just i'm saying that yes anti-semitism on the rise is, is on the rise and it's terrible but i think it's happening as a direct result not not ancient anti-semitism not age-old hatreds not no, no, mad people, people muslims are, people are too dumb not that, mad lefties yeah. it's now it's now i'm never going to look at a, at a at a crocodile of jewish school children walking down a north london street and shout abuse at them because of israel because i can see the difference but i begin to understand how difficult it is for people who to, to, to look at to see jews and not think it's your fault Right. Um, because there's selfies in front of Gaza and uh, weasel words from the government and weird things from from the future king. And uh, Golden Mayor said, you know, we don't. We, you ask whether we care about our reputation. Yes, we we we. And this is in the sixties. We would we would rather be badly thought of and alive than well thought of and dead. Mm -hmm. And I thought that right up to now, where I think no, they've 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 Netanyahu in Israel have ruined it for every Jew in the world. Right. So you're position or the question that you want to ask of yourself in a rhetorical but also informative and entertaining way in your Saturday column is to what extent is Israel and Netanyahu responsible for the reputation of the remaining Jewish diaspora, right? Um, the problem for those Jewish communities and those Jewish people with relation to Israel has always been, I am Jewish but I am not necessarily Israeli. But the problem is that other people don't see it that way. So while you can say, as a Jewish person, don't ask me about Israel, to comment on Israel, because I am not an Israeli. An Israeli person and a Jewish person are two completely separate things. But the problem is, now, in this moment, they have been completely fused and conflated. So from your point of view, you're thinking you, your behaviour is directly affecting me. And that's the problem. And that's always been the problem. Because of the false equivalence between Israel and its government and the Jews of the world, because mm -hmm. of that false equivalence, because it exists in people's minds, and it's not entirely false, because obviously, as I've said, I support Israel implicitly in a way that I wouldn't 
if I were not, and I'm sure you don't even, you know, we, I have extra tolerance for Israel. And I discovered where it lay between October the 7th and now. Yes, uh, yes. Tolerance is a good word. It's, it's OK, do what you have to, Jews of Israel, to, 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 to eradicate Hamas and make your future safe. Do what you have to. Whoa, that's getting quite a lot. But I suppose yeah. do what you have to. Oh, wow, that's really bad. But as a Jew, I must support you. And then, wow, that's really bad. Stop. And yeah. then, wow, that's really bad. Doubly stop because I'm a Jew and it's going to make my life impossible. Right, right, right. Uh, because at some point I will have to cut ties and say this this, this cannot be done. Right. Uh, and it's just come quite late in the day for me. And I, I suppose if you need a headline, you need a thing, a headline. My headline is going to be, I spoke out before because you said I ought to. And I'm speaking out now because I spoke out before. Yeah. And in the end, I would have to come. I, I, I supported you because I'm a Jew. Then I was a bit... Nah, about it. Everyone else was turning against you. Then I started to turn against you because what you were doing was so terrible. And now I'm turning against you because I'm a Jew and you're going yeah. to make my life impossible. Yes. So, so if you don't stop for them, stop for us. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Yes, I'm not sure Netanyahu really. I'm not sure he's really bothered by that argument, and I think that's. But the I'm problem. not. But this is the thing. I'm not talking to Netanyahu in the same way that Prince William's not talking to Netanyahu, and Keir Starmer and uh, Hamza Youssef uh, of the Scot Scotland yeah. is not. They're not talking. They, 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 it's domestic politics. What they think doesn't matter. Well, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't matter. Netanyahu. It doesn't seem to matter what Biden thinks. Although we'll see because. The Americans have used the word ceasefire for the first time in a proposed UN resolution. Yeah. So, so that that but but uh, I don't think he cares, and I, I I begin to wonder that Netanyahu is like Putin. I don't think he cares about Israel anymore. I think it, it's it's almost as insane, right, uh, right, as Putin's plans in the in the in in the Ukraine and his in his killing of Navalny and his mm-hmm. the gradual eradication of, of of his opposition. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You could. You could forgive. Um, uh, the leader of the most contested state in the entire world for perhaps losing perspective by this point. There, there are arguments swirling around that they knew about the the, the attacks. They allowed them to happen in order to... Ah, oh, but wait. wait, wait let, You've got to be please, careful when you say it. When you no, say no, that. I said there are rumours swirling around. I didn't... But this is something that they have been accused of. So that's one thing. And then another thing is that there was a critical failure of intelligence and they absolutely did not know and had no clue, in which case that's kind of incompetence, right? So, and they're both terrible. They are both absolutely catastrophic to be like reflecting reflections on the government. Either you are massively sort of corrupt and mad or you're incompetent. And Netanyahu will have a sense of like pride and shame and responsibility and, and all of these things. And there's, there, there, you would forgive him for completely losing perspective at this point, right? Which means that... Yes, losing perspective like a lunatic demagogue. Uh, that's all. Like, I, think, like, I, think, I think even a perfectly reasonable person would lose perspective. But I don't think... I, I, I'm not going to write about the state of mind of Netanyahu. It's just that there, this point has come where... They ha- the, the the point for me would be the point has come with that, that it it has to they have to stop because they they risk they are putting the life of every Jew in the world at risk. That's a very good point. That's a that's a one point piece and it's very good. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was listening to this podcast about why it is uh, that Navalny went back to Russia after he was poisoned because he was obviously going to be arrested as soon as he arrived and put into prison and he... You, get, you go into prison in, in Russia and you basically don't come out. I mean, that's just what happened. That was a likely event. And now he has died at Polar Wolf Camp. Some people think he was poisoned. Some people think he was punched in the heart. I can't... A special KGB they, move. They, but they, they got him cold with two and a half hours. Yeah. In, at minus 26 degrees. Uh, can you imagine how shit you feel when you, you know when you get cold? You know, yeah. when, you know when you've been out in the... When it, it's freezing in London, minus three, mm-hmm. and you go out to watch a kid's football match or something, mm-hmm. and after half an hour, mm-hmm. if you bang your toe, how painful it right. is. You know, imagine two and a half hours at minus 26 and they come in and some massive... And a punch in the heart. It's not like Sam sometimes punches. It's someone built like Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger who knows how to punch goes... I mean, it's it makes me want to puke. It it makes me. I I I I've been reluctant to. Sorry. Sorry, just give me a sec. Are you upset about Navalny? Yes. And I didn't really want to talk about it because it feels really bogus because I'm not Russian. Um, but um. You're not allowed to speak about it if you're Russian. So the, the only people who are allowed to speak about it are English people. I suppose so, but I just, I just felt like I just, um, obviously, you know, he's sort of super handsome and charismatic, and we watched that documentary about him, and he was so like great and cool and just incredibly brave, and he was always kind of laughing on the video, and he was always saying, "Don't worry about me, I'm fine." Oh, and he knew that they were going to kill him, and he went back anyway. But the um, sorry, one sec. Well, yes. I mean, um, I think I'm pretty certain that Aung San Suu Kyi turns out now to be a villain. I think she went back to Myanmar, having knowing that would happen, didn't she? I, I, it's a thing. It is a thing that people do. Yes, it's a thing. That, it's, it's a thing. And that he's exactly. more, you know, Mandela did his time in prison. They he, didn't kill him. No. It's astonishing to think that, that we've got a government here which is considerably worse than apartheid South Africa. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yes, but exactly. It, so they went. So he went back, and I was thinking to this point. I think it was George Lucas who was talking, not George Lucas. Lucas, anyway, I can't remember what his name is. And he's a sort of Russia expert, and he said Navalny went back to Russia because he Edward he, Lucas, Edward Ed, Lucas. Ed Lucas, <laughs> good old Ed Lucas. George, George Lucas made Star Wars. It's very I don't know, different. Maybe George Lucas has got something to say about Polar Wolf Camp in Russia as well. Anyway, Edward Lucas, who's really amazing on Russia, he said he went back 
knowing that he was going to go to prison, he's probably going to die in prison because otherwise the Russians wouldn't take him seriously. You can't just kind of live in Paris and go, oh yeah, Russia's terrible. In order to be, he basically sacrificed himself for Russia and he knew that that was a possibility. And I think that, you know, you never know, this might actually elicit change. But, but you're right, you know, he was, he was an ultimate kind of, um, you know, uh, patriotic act to go back and sort of die in Russia fighting. Anyway, my point is that the same way that Navalny knew that nobody would take him seriously unless he was doing this from Russia, Netanyahu doesn't really take Jews seriously who don't live in Israel. He's like, Israel is hardcore and we are here on the front line defending ourselves. And if you Jews living a wonderful life in like LA or whatever, if you're not in Israel, I'm not taking you seriously. I think that's where his mind is. And that's why he's doing this kind of with impunity. So, sorry, that was a stupid, really stupid roundabout way of... It was, and we were going to leave Israel alone. But I think it's fair enough to come back to it to make that point and to tie it up with Navalny. Uh, and indeed, I now know who Boris Nemtsov is. We do, exactly. There's this mystery you explained. Oh, the mystery of the Boris Nemtsov roundabout. Or is it, is it called Boris Nemtsov Place? <laughs> it's called Boris Nemtsov Place. And yeah. it's the roundabout at the top of Highgate Road where it becomes Swain's Lane. Yeah. The worst roundabout in this otherwise beautiful environs of, uh, of uh, Hampstead Heath. Yeah. There's this roundabout where... And it sprang up and it, it, one, one week, a couple of years ago, and everyone was like, the, the, the who's fact, Boris Nemtsov? It's someone who Islington are into. It was under, you yeah. know, in the, in the Corbyn constituency. And you look him up and he's a, he's a, he's a Russian dissident. Right. And have you been up? Have you been up there in the last couple of days? No. All the flowers around it. Oh right. And they're flowers for Navalny. Oh. I don't want to start you crying, no, again. You're going to cry again. Well, I know. And maybe Boris Nemtsov. We could have a tear for him. He probably got killed in some fucking ghastly probably. way. Probably. I just wish the sign is so ugly. It's a really like a ugly really un- municipal but sign. But also they've called it Boris Nemtsov Place, and it's like this is a Russian dissident who got killed in London or somewhere for standing up to Putin and they've given him a shitty roundabout yeah. in N19 yeah. whereas you know they, they're not going to give him Belgrave Square are they or or, or, or uh, oh I wouldn't why if I I'd, I'd rather be Cheney on, Walk I'd rather be on a bench on Parliament the Russians are all in fucking Chelsea you want to give him <laughs> Sloan Square this, if you want anybody to notice True. but they've given him this shitty roundabout I think poor old Navalny what's he going to get is he going to get a bus stop in Tufnell Park oh, it's, it's uh, oh. for, for all his pains dear oh dear um, sorry about that right um, jewellery for men I don't mind doing that briefly. I want to talk about we could do women's brains, whether they're different. Yeah. Why don't we do... But, I mean, yeah. that's funny. I don't mind. Let's do... We could talk about jewellery anyway. We filled it all up with Israel. This is just, you know, tap dancing around the edges. So <laughs> the headline, the, the thing is going to be called... Uh, what's it going to be called, Neil? Remind me. What I've, I've changed my mind about Israel. Oh, you've changed your mind about Israel. If we clip that, you're a northern Gentile. You are entitled to no opinion on it. <laughs> No, we're going to do, it'll be Israel. But let's talk, so it's basically, um, the signet ring is the new it jewellery, is according to the Times Times 2 fashion. First, it was Connell's silver chain necklace in the TV dramatisation of Sally Rooney's Normal People, the must-watch of lockdown. Now, a new item of on-screen male jewellery is becoming a hit. The signet ring, as worn by Dexter, the romantic lead in Netflix's One Day. Keen-eyed viewers have picked up on a key detail in Dexter Mayhew scenes. It's not just his blue eyes, blonde hair and boyish charm. Anti-Semitic. Uh, uh, but his glinting silver signet ring. No doubt sold him by a Jew. Look closely, it appears when he's on screen. That's because the accessory, as it would be in real life, is a permanent part of 27-year-old actor Leo Woodall's costume. Now, Netflix, one day, that's the thing that I said I wanted to watch. You said, no, it'll be shit. And have now been quietly watching on your own. Little private moments, because it's got that bloke you like out of... Uh, He's not very hot in it, but he, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm watching it because it turns out to be directed by a girl who was at university with me. And, I, and I, I didn't know her very well, but I did know of her because she was 
I don't know who the most beautiful girl at Oxford was when you were there, but Molly Manners was, without question, the most beautiful girl in my year at Bristol. So everybody knew who she is was. Is she from the Manners family? Who were Teresa Manners and just I, is I super boss. She will be, won't she? I, I don't know, but she's okay. incredibly incredible. Not like hot. She is hot, but she's like someone that you would like want to put in a painting. Super hot with an alliterative name. Molly Manners. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. just that. And it. she was also sort of nice. And I, I just, I, Why I, bother I, to direct TV shows? I did sort of think that when I saw her name come up and I was like, my God. And then I kind of Googled and I was like, my God, like, why would you bother to do that? Why wouldn't you just like... Marry a hot bloke. Marry an unbelievable... With a stately home. Maybe she is as well and she's doing it for fun. Who and knows? And she just, she, just, she, she just walks her... It's a bit like Emerald Fennel. Why would you bother directing TV shows? Who knows? She, she goes out and walks her three Rhodesian Ridgebacks in the, in the, across her grouse moor every morning and just phones <laughs> ideas. Let's make a show of normal people. And then <laughs> No, it but I started watching it because I thought, please be shit. Okay, please be shit because you can't possibly be the most beautiful girl at, at, in the whole of Bristol University and also be a... You just, just... I can't have this happen. Anyway, it's pretty good. I didn't particularly like the book and I also found the concept of the Dexter catch, character who's so sort of posh and entitled and stuff. I just didn't believe that he would fall for this Emma character. In, in the book, I was like, that, I'm sorry. But no, it didn't. you fancied him in Magno... What's it called, that show? Uh, White Lotus. White Lotus. You fancied <laughs> him there. Because he was really rough. Because he was really rough. So <laughs> yeah. you were just sitting there quietly no, sort of I'm... weeping to yourself. <laughs> because up. every time he came on, because he was kind of like, a white boy. Yes. Sorry, he doesn't... That's, too modern. He was like kind of a bit like rough, Essex. wasn't he? Was he was Essex. Essex. He was Essex, and yeah. he and he. I, I thought he, because he was wearing a signet ring, and we'll come back to jewellery. We'll circle back to jewellery. Yeah. We'll circle back to rings. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 because I thought he was wearing. Because I think of a signet ring as inescapably um, chavvy to for any man to wear jewellery, and so I thought yeah. he must be playing a chav. It's a posho, and we'll come back to it. What I want to know from you, my wife, yes. and what's interesting is you've described Molly Manners, who was so beautiful at Bristol, yeah. but probably kept herself to herself for a bit, and possibly the boyfriend, the guys who you were kind of hanging with, who you wanted to go out with, who didn't want to go out with you, just wanted to go out with Molly Manners. Oh, yeah. Thought, no, oh. no, 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 Molly, Molly Manners was the kind of girl who my friends would like, openly sort of weep So over. that was her university experience. Yes. Then we've got this show. Polly Vernon wrote a piece in The Times saying the yes. thing that's un unrealistic is I'd have just shagged him as soon yeah, as yeah, I met yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And everyone I would. thought for some reason of my wife. Yeah, everyone And I, and I imagined... Oh, no, this is your chance. So this is the kind <laughs> of... So this very, very posh, handsome boy is the kind of boy at Bristol who was desperate to go out with Molly Manners, but you shagged You're while right. he was waiting. That's, no, that happened to me like many times. The likes like, of you and Polly who shag your way through university and don't even really I remember don't it. Don't remember it. End up it, as like, hacks in The Times. <laughs> And the ones who just just keep their pants on a bit get to make dramas like this. I guess so. Anyway, I did think the idea of this girl sort of not shagging this unfeasibly hot kind of posh boy was a little bit unrealistic. And the fact that he would be remotely interested in her, that, that lot, they stuck to their own and they liked each other and they fancied each other and they didn't really fancy I was a hot like posh me. boy at university and you nobody had sex with me. You weren't posh. Was that, but, that, but they didn't have sex with me much. I mean, some of them, but not many. Not well, like the kind of into, numbers that's go going into down why. at Bristol. Let's go into why another time. But okay. I do have the answer. As to it's because I'm just not sexy. Then. No, it's because you don't go in for the kill. You just go Whoa, and run off. I, I have I have experience of trying to have sex with you and it was not easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's then, wrap up this podcast and go upstairs and sort it out. <laughs> no, uh, so look, the point, the point is this. So, uh, yeah, so the jewellery. The a way into a way to write about it, I don't know. That, that's interesting. I can't write about the shagging because it's not my... <laughs> I think what would be... <laughs> It would be 
funny is if you at some point could kind of construct for yourself a persona where you're like dripping with like your ultimate point is even if you're dripping with jewelry like Mr. T you're still not going to get a shag or something like that do you know what I mean like that could be like the end gag um, well, it's also. Like, I, no, will, will women? Will ladies sleep with me if I've got? What if I put on Connor's chain I, and? No, that's that. Thing. You're talking about a T2 photo shoot with Nicola Giel there. Right. That is the the our esteemed executive editor brackets everything. Yeah. Nicola Giel, whose main thing is just getting people to, trying to get me to get my clothes off, me saying no, and her getting Bob Crampton instead. Yeah. And if, if <laughs> I if I suggest this piece, she will go love it. I want you naked, with a tiara with a and a Prince Albert. And 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 then and then uh, and I say no way. I'll get Bob to do it. Yeah, is, fine. Is, and Bob will do it like a shot. And is his dream piece? Is her dream piece a piece from you about why you have decided at fifty-five to get a nipple ring? I think it probably that is. The is. Apogee. <laughs> Although I think she may not want topless shots of me anymore. I think she probably wants. No, I've noticed James Marriott. Okay, I've noticed that. Over... Tom Whipple. Whipple the nipple. He'll do it. <laughs> You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. To find out what I wrote about in the end, pick up a copy of the paper or treat yourselves to a digital subscription. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.